This podcast is about how I failed God by thinking the Ten Commandments were actually obtainable. Everybody, it's Velvy with my good friend Paul. Hi, Velvy. Shalom. Hi. Hey, Shalom, <laughs> Paul. Good to have you here with me. And I'd like to talk in this podcast about something that you may think we already covered, but no, 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 we really didn't. This time it's all about the Ten Commandments. So, last podcast, you talked about the laws and how to keep them and discussed how ridiculous it was to try to keep all of them. You mentioned 613, is that right? That's correct. Of the ordinance and and how it's just way too hard to focus on all those. But you can focus on the Ten Commandments. Isn't that what people should focus on anyway? Well, it seems more reasonable, doesn't it? Yes. If you hear some of the 613 ordinances that are in the uh, Levitical law, you start thinking, those sound a little outdated. I mean, we're talking about... You know, not being in the same house as your wife during that time of the month. Um, (laughs) You're talking about things that don't seem to make practical sense that were very important part of the law um, back then. And the Ten Commandments sound like, okay, those are more reasonable. We can probably keep those. I mean, there's just 10 of them. And if you look at them, like we talked about last time, I mean, I'm the Lord your God. You shall have no strange gods before me. I mean, that sounds like not such a bad idea. Right. That sounds like uh, it's survived a passage of time. Maybe it's something we can stay with. Yeah, and it's better than trying to do 613. Yeah. So there you go. Right. So for those that want to, you know, still try to keep the law to be holy or righteous, these seem like they might be a little bit more on target. And they seem to mostly have survived the uh, changing of uh, values and, and, uh, mores for for, um, people throughout time. Like, you know, number two, you shall not take the name of your Lord God in vain. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I get on my kids for doing that, and they never listen, the little sinners. Um, (laughs) Remember to keep holy holy the Lord's day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, people go to church and they try to keep it holy. They may try to kill each other getting the best spot in the parking lot or on the way out to catch the football game, but at least they consider the Lord's Day at least while they're at church, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something you can probably try to do. Now, your really super serious Christians might try to keep it the whole day, not right. do anything that's not, you know, that's works-related or not holy on the Lord's Day. Honoring your father and mother. I mean, these all seem like fairly mm-hmm. practical guides, and yeah, if we can do those, those will show us that we're righteous to the community and to God. So, So just follow those and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's a little more complicated than that. So what is wrong with trying to be righteous and holy by using the Ten Commandments as the guide? Well, there's really nothing wrong with them, Paul. Okay. It's fine. And to keep a society together to where it can be you know, successful, you're going to have to have some basic laws and tenets that guide behavior. Otherwise, you'll have chaos, right? And so these aren't bad ones. There's nothing wrong with them. 
And they were given by God at a time to show people that, you know, here's the way. The problem is he also provided them to show them that you can't keep the way. Because when Jesus was down here, remember there's a part of the Gospels where he was wandering around on the Lord's Day, shucking corn with his disciples <laughs> and, you know, rubbing the corn in his hands, as it said, which is, you know, I'm no farmer, but basically right. it means he was, help, he and his disciples were peeling the corn back so they could have something to eat. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees, the very, you know, most legal people of the day came up and tried to catch him. Aha! You're working on the Lord's day, mm. and that's a direct violation. You're a sinner. And Jesus, you know, who had a way about him, was, which was a little paradoxical, said, um, actually, um, you know, that the, it's fine to do work on the Lord's day. You guys are trying to keep, essentially what he's saying, you're trying to keep the letter of the law, and mm-hmm. that's not what I'm here to do. And he was also, I, I tend to think, kind of, throwing it in their face a little bit yeah i'm right out here in front of you working and you know it's not right i know you think it's not right but i'm going to do it anyway to show you that i can mm-hmm. and that you can mm-hmm. now to a religious person if you tell them they don't have to keep the law that burns them to their heart mm. they were so angry with him they wanted to crucify him mm-hmm. oh hang on they did so <laughs> yeah and 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 Paul, that same anger exists today in people that are wanting to keep the law to be holy. And, you, you, and this was your failing, right? You had that same thing, I right? had the same thing. If someone was trying not to keep the law, I had disdain in my eyes for them. But simultaneously, I had disdain for myself because I knew ultimately I couldn't keep it. You know why? Because listen to these. And here's where Jesus continued to show, even on the Sermon on the Mount, and just started expounding on, you guys don't even know what the law is. He said, you say, don't commit adultery. But I'm telling you, if you've even lusted or coveted in your heart towards someone, you've already committed adultery. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we talked in the last podcast, the verse that said, if you've, um, if you've committed sin, if you violated one law, you violated all of them. Mm-hmm. So now, not only are you an adulterer, you're a murderer, you haven't kept the whole the Sabbath. Oh, and all the 613 ordinances, you violated those too. Yeah. And so he went on to say, you think you do well by not committing murder. Well done. But mm-hmm. if you've even been angry in your heart towards someone, you've already committed mm-hmm. murder in your heart, and God judges the heart. Now, to the ignorant... What that tells them is, I need to double down. Not only do I not need to commit adultery, I thought I had it down, yeah. but now I need to not covet. Guess what? You can't control your heart mm-hmm. and its covetousness. It says in the Bible, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Let me ask you, Paul, have you ever been desperately needing something or have you ever been oh, sure. desperate? Sure. When you're Absolutely. when you're desperate, mm-hmm. you know how your heart feels. That's right. And it says your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked mm-hmm. above all things. And so God knew He was placing a commandment on them that they couldn't keep. Couldn't even keep it. You can't double down and say I'm never going to be angry and therefore not commit murder. Now, part of your failing is you tried to double down, didn't you? I tripled down. <laughs> <laughs> and, Every- and, and and how that affects your 
your sanity and your your um, feelings. Well, so what you end up doing is what you know millions of other Christians and really just religious people do because every religion has some kind of law they're trying to keep to be holy. You you inwardly know you're failing, but outwardly you try to show that you're not. And you end up having this cognitive dissonance that allows you to try to pretend life is one way when you know it really isn't quietly dying inside. So there's two kinds of people, the ones that triple down like me, that are just on the edge of sanity because you know you can't keep these things. And they were never meant to be kept. They were yeah. they, they were meant to show you you can't. And you have those that just say, oh, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, we're not all perfect. And let's just, no, you can't have it both ways. You either need to go all in and live the law to be righteous or give up and know there's no way you can. Mm-hmm. But there's most Christians, I put most Christians in the category of, I'm going to try real hard, but hey, we're not all perfect. Come on. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. But that's not what God says. God said, if you're trying to keep the law, then you got to keep it all. So you're being very clear that there, that you're saying there's just there's just no way to keep the law and please God without failing. Try to not be angry for a year at anyone. Try to not covet anything or anyone. It's not just someone. Mm-hmm. It also says don't covet your neighbor's possessions. If they have a car, a house, something that they have that you, or someone you work with has something, a a status, a title. Some people think Paul was, you know, he said that I, you know, the more I tried, the more wicked I became. Some people think his sin was the covetousness of, you know, higher states in the church Mm -hmm. or um, holiness that he couldn't obtain. Um, But, you you know, even coveting that is a sin. Yeah. So, yeah, the truth is the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. If you've ever met anyone deceitful, your heart is more deceitful above all things, and it's desperate to do wickedness. Mm -hmm. God judges the heart. And when Jesus said, you say you did good by not murdering, I say if you even had anger, you know, in your heart, you're guilty. And if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all of it. Jesus was dealing with the heart of matter that there's no way to keep the law or act in a way that's going to get you into heaven or to allow you to be holy enough that God would ever accept you. There's one man, one only that did it, and if you don't rest in him, you're doomed to always feel like a failure, no matter how hard you try. Wow. So you can't do it. You're going to fail. No, you'll fail as bad as I did. And you don't want to do that, let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. It's bad news. (laughs) 